Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So this is the second episode that I'm recording in this day. Actually, technically, it was yesterday. I'm recording after midnight, and it feels fantastic because it's so quiet. Um, I might go on a roll and just record two or sorry three episodes in a day. Who knows? Um, and the reason for this is that I'll be in Germany in a week, and um, I won't be able to do anything there,、uh, especially now that I、um, started using my headphones to monitor my voice, and I feel much more professional in this、uh, with the setting. So I don't think I want to be detached from the setting while I'm recording. So I'm not going to record with my phone or anything. So I might actually have to record two more episodes in the coming. Few days, and、um, we'll see how that goes. But today, I do have a specific topic, and it's something that I've been wanting to talk about since it happened. <laughs> I did mention that、um, I want this podcast to be a little bit more chill and maybe a little bit more personal. Well, I think today it's going to be more personal, but not too chill. It's actually quite. Serious, or it might be a little bit controversial. Let's see how it goes. So it's gonna be personal in that、um, the whole idea of the episode stems from my conversation with an actual friend. That's it. That's the extent to which it's personal. I I guess. <laughs> well, actually, you'll be knowing a lot more about this friend as I as I continue. The Title or the topic of the episode is、uh, avocados and chicken breast. Now, if you don't have anything associated with these two things, I suppose you will have to listen a little bit more.、Um, so, where should I start? So, it's about okay. Let me tell tell you about my relationship or my knowledge of this friend and how we met each other and all that. So we. We met when we were both studying at uh, university uh, as master students, and、um, which was, I think, four years ago now. Four years, I can't believe it. No, six years ago. So it's been at least six years that we we've known each other, and I have to say that I didn't know her that well until until last year or so when we started to call each other pretty much every day, and we have like we've had conversations that lasted more than two hours sometimes,、um, but mostly we just talk on the phone for more than half an hour every day.、Uh, it's been on a roll for at least half a year. So anyway, I got to know her a lot better this past year, and before that, I don't remember her 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 stance on a lot of things. I don't remember what she thought about things because we didn't have time to do that. It was just we were just in classes, and we would exchange our homework, maybe just to compare. Honestly, I don't remember what was going on between us <laughs> when we. We're both at school. I graduated, and she's still at school. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. The point is, the only time, the first time actually, when I knew a little bit more about how she viewed things, was when she complained to me、um, that the person she was dating was a fan of Jordan Peterson's. Now. Ignorant as I was, I didn't even know who Jordan Peterson was until she told me about him, and she was so surprised that I didn't know. And、um, and it was that I remember very clearly. 
basically, she was arguing with her boyfriend about a particular YouTube video that has Jordan Peterson in it. And by the way, if you don't know who that is,、um, he is Jordan Peterson. I mean, he's a Canadian psychologist or psychology professor, and、um, he's published a. A book, I guess you would call it a self-help book called Twelve、uh, Rules of Life. And Twelve Rules of Life, I don't even, I don't even remember the exact title. I'm sorry. Um, Twelve Rules of Life is that it? Twelve Twelve Rules for Life: An Antidote to Chaos. So that book, um, I read after after talking to my friend about this Jordan Peterson. Argument he、uh, she had with with her boyfriend. I'll come back to that. The twelve well, the twelve rules for life、um, is exactly what the title says. Jordan Peterson lists twelve big rules that or advices that he has for advices is accountable. I don't think so. Anyway, he's got these、um, uh, rules that he thinks everyone should try to follow, and that. Uh, and these rules stemmed from his reply, he his replies on Quora, the place where people ask questions and you anyone could just answer、uh, what they think about what they should do, etc. And Jordan Peterson said he wrote this book because he was、uh, so many people found his advice、uh, very useful, right? So. So that's Jordan Peterson, a psychologist and a Canadian professor. I guess that's accurate. Now, back to my friend. So she, the very first time I knew anything about what she thought about things, was when she told me that oh my boyfriend is suddenly like he's such a fan of Peter,、uh, Jordan Peterson's that I don't know how to continue the conversation with him anymore. And I asked her, well, what exactly was your argument about? And she said that, and then she showed me this video of Jordan Peterson discussing、um, feminism, I think, with the、uh, reporter Kathy Newman. And、uh, I didn't remember, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the reporter until I looked it up. And apparently, it was a viral video, and what it got like thirty-nine million views.、Um, so. The video itself—it's not the central thing I want to talk about today. So it's just that Jordan Peterson discusses、um, gender pay gap、uh, with Kathy Newman. So that's kind of the、um, what the video was about. So I do remember that my friend, the the girlfriend—that is, she she、um, she said that she just doesn't understand how her boyfriend could stand. With Jordan Peterson, how like Jordan Peterson is wrong, and that I think Jordan,、uh, sorry, that the、uh, gender pay gap is unethical, and obviously she opposes、uh, Jordan Peterson. So that's all I remember from a few years ago when we had some sort of conversation beyond schoolwork, and that was her stance. All right, so she was against Jordan Peterson at least for that very topic, and um. And she didn't like the fact that her boyfriend was into Jordan Peterson, so that's my first intellectual encounter with a friend. Otherwise, we didn't discuss anything like that.、Um, and then, and then what happened? And then you get like a glimpse of how she views 
people、uh, here and there. She would show me her Instagram pictures.、Um, she did do a an exchange、uh, in Europe for half a year or a year or so, and she would show me her pic the pictures of her friends on Instagram. And、um, when she came back, because I didn't have Instagram, and she wouldn't. Be able to prompt me to look at her Instagram while she's not beside me. So I, I guess it's that she came back and then she showed me some of the pictures, and she was like, "Ah,、oh, look at them! They're so pretty. They're so, they're such beautiful people, etc., etc." And that was sort of it. Otherwise, I didn't know how, like, what kind of social circles she had or what kind of friends she hung out, hung out with, and what she thought of other people. And of course, all of that was pretty superficial, so you didn't know exactly how she related to other people until recently. All right, so we fast forward to the past half a year or so, where we had more intense conversations on the phone. I don't know how it started; I don't remember, but we started talking a lot about just life and the future and what we're gonna do next. So, for reference, I graduated and I got a job, as you know, and I worked there for two years. And now I'm like in the middle of nowhere. I don't have the next job ready yet, and I'm going to、uh, have a vacation for one month. Actually, it's it will be the third month. But anyway, and she's still at school because, and that's key. She is, um. She is Chinese, and she will not be able to stay in Taiwan unless she is a student. So, I don't know if she's doing this intentionally, but、um, it does practically it does affect、um, whether or not she could continue to stay here. So she's being like she's just not graduating, and she's been extending her student permit、um, uh, for. At least one or two years or so, because you were supposed to finish your degree in four years. I don't know the rules exactly. So anyway, she's still technically at school, but、uh, as far as I can tell, she's not working on her thesis or anything. That's not a big deal. Okay, the point is that's how we're different.、Um, I don't have that problem. I mean, I I'm Taiwanese and I could legally stay here.、Um, All right. So enough about the background. So against Jordan Peterson, at least four years ago,、uh, has a lot of pretty friends and、um, is still a student.、Uh, partially, maybe due to her need for a student permit here. Now,、um, and、um, now recently on the phone, she's been telling me a lot about her her concerns or worries in life and. One of the worries、um, she has is that she feels that her the people she hangs out with, her friends, let's say, she thinks that they are so much more privileged than she is.、Uh, and for reference, she pretty much only hangs out with with friends that are not Taiwanese, and in particular, mostly just、um, Caucasians, although. I don't know. I feel like eighty percent of them, but that's fine. It's just that she mostly hangs out with expats here, and I asked her why once, and then she just told me that oh, Taiwanese people are just blatantly unfriendly towards her when they know that she's Chinese, and、um, they're really childish about this. They ask stupid questions like about the political. Statues of the two countries and or whatever. Okay, so she's not happy when she meets a new Taiwanese person, and so she only hangs out with、um, expats in Taiwan. 
And um, and then she said that um, she feels that she's the poorest person in the friend group, and that all of her friends are so much more privileged than she is, and they are so. And as expats, they're earning so much more as the Taiwanese here, and they didn't, and they got their privilege by definition, not with any effort, right? And then they have, um, and they 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 can enjoy their life here. They could still, they can get a job, and apparently you cannot get a job in Taiwan legally if you're Chinese. And and then she was just saying that, look, I have this friend, um, whom I would like to have. Brunch with、uh, once in a while, but it turns out to be quite expensive to have brunch, and and then I feel guilty every time I have like I I have the brunch with him, and and he and then yet for him it seems like this is not a lot of money, and it just occurs naturally, and he goes to this brunch place. Restaurant diner all the time, and how come she has to feel guilty every time she goes? Ah,、uh, she goes there, and I ask her, "Well, why don't you just like not go、um, to that place? You could try some different places to to have uh, brunch uh, in, or you could just not have brunch because brunch,、uh, I guess, brunches are more expensive. I don't know because they're two meals in one." <laughs> and then she was like. Well, but because this this place has nice avocados, and I love avocados, and I I cannot stand the unhealthy foods that、uh, typical Taiwanese restaurants offer. And this is a kind of American place, I don't know, or European place, who knows? And then she said, "Look, um, I I I know I don't have any choice. I want to live a healthy life, and I would have to like this brunch place is the only place I could go." And I was like, okay, then just do it. It's like once in a while, and you are, after all,、uh, your your parents are being supportive, so that's fine. And then she was like, no, but I don't want to live off my parents' money, and I want to be making my own money. And、uh, it's just that because I'm Chinese, I cannot do anything about my status here, and I cannot do it. I cannot get a proper job, and it'll be illegal. And Um, so the thing she's been doing, as far as I I know, is that she's been t-、um, doing some part time job or like freelance job from、um, companies that are not based in Taiwan. So、uh, she's getting paid by、uh, with with U.S. dollars and euros and other currencies. And、uh, of course, it doesn't happen very often. But she's she gets some like she gets by. But、um, I suppose she still、um, spends. Some money from her parents. Anyway, the details don't matter that much. The point is the avocado thing and and how she's unhappy with the with the diet in Taiwan and and so her point is that I I really don't have any choice. She says and I I can like Taiwanese people are just unfriendly towards me and I just can only hang out with expats and. And yet the expats are so rich, and they always they spend money just in a completely different fashion than I do. And yet, like it's just circular, and I have to live this、um, in a way that you know I have to be spending money that I don't really I'm not supposed to in a way that I'm not supposed to. I'm living beyond my means, things like that. 
And then she started to. Then she started to. Um, she started to talk about sugar daddy, and she says that, you know, I'm gonna start finding a sugar daddy, and um, that's it. That's the only solution. That's my only way out. And at that point, I got a little bit annoyed because um, because I I have this knee jerk reaction towards against、uh, sugar daddies or just the mention of 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 that. And I told her, look, you know, I、um, I don't think it's a good idea to find a sugar daddy.、Um, and And now that's the core issue, right? Whether or not it's okay to find sugar daddy. Of course, it's okay if both both parties are consenting. It's just that, to me personally, and I thought about this after I talked to her about this situation. I said, "Look,、um, I I I don't think you're completely out of choice.、Uh, after all, your parents are okay with this, and you do still make your own money, and."、Uh, You're not living as extravagantly as you thought you were, and I just think that there are some risks associated with finding a sugar daddy, and and it's just not worth it.、Um, so that's the practical side of it, and that's really what I think as well. I feel like、um, if you do find one, and、um, it's very difficult to draw the boundaries. Where yes, you might be able to state a few rules before you start the relationship, but who knows、um, how you're gonna bend the rules after you get familiar or after he increased the the pay or something like that, right? So that's like one big reason why I am quite against the notion of sugar daddies. And another thing is, it's just that. Um, I I feel like it's just becoming a personalized prostitute. And now, for the core issue, the prostitute thing, I feel like I'm. I think I think sex work should be legalized, but that's the practical side of it. It's just because it happens anyway. So why don't you just why don't we just legalize them? Um, and yet, the on the let's say the ethical side, or sort of my personal emotional side, or analysis of this situation, I'm talking about、uh, sugar daddies. Is that I'm against it because it just further diminishes women. I don't know. I feel like so long as there is one woman who benefits from her looks and from her youth. And who basically objectifies herself、um, for for money?、Um, I feel like the status of women will forever be、um, not be able to rise. I, I don't know. It sounds so hypocritical. I don't know what to say, but that's how I feel. And I think there's a real difference between finding a sugar daddy versus being an actual sex worker.、Um, in in the case of my friend. She actually she wants to find a sugar daddy, not to sustain herself because she could sustain herself even if it's using her parents' money. It's still sustaining, sustainable. It's not like she's out of any means whatsoever to get anything. But she's really it's because she started to have a lot of desires or for for、um, 
luxurious things, particularly things that help her maintain her appearance and youth and and beauty and um and I think and I finally thought about this why it's I feel like sugar daddies are a bit worse than. You know, being a sugar baby is a lot worse than being an actual long-term,、um, full-time prostitute. I think it's because, and I might be totally wrong about this. I feel like、um, prostitutes do a lot of their work mostly because they can't even sting her th- themselves, and、um, and I think now that's a whole other issue, and I don't have any evidence of that. I don't I haven't looked into this at all. In the case of my friend, I feel like she wants to have a sugar daddy to to buy things that are beyond just sustaining herself, and a lot of the things are for maintaining the cycle of keeping a sugar daddy, which is to say, to maintain her appearance and to maintain her beauty, so that she can find better sugar daddies or even just maintain the job of being with a sugar daddy. All right, so. And I think that's a little bit different from, let's say, hypothetically, a, a prostitute who、um, has absolutely nothing else she could do and just needs the bare minimum to survive. I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't looked into that. It's just that in the case of my friend, I feel like she's not、um, absolutely out of any means to do anything. And so she's quite serious about this. She's going to do it, and I'm not sure if she will actually do it. But she's been talking、um, about this for some time, and I've just been just warning her. But you know, she's an adult, and she consent to it, and、um, I cannot interfere with that. And、um, so that's the thing. And it's just that I feel like I'm quite upset by her comment.、Um, And her very desire to to want to do it,、um, to want to do it, <laughs> her desire to do it, and、uh, I think I just maybe I'm a little bit I'm exaggerating things a little bit, or I'm being too grand for no reason, like speaking on behalf of all, all women. Who do I think I am? <laughs> it's just that it's just that、um, I'm not happy when a lot of women are still using their appearance and youth and beauty to have material gains that are for the sake of maintaining their appearance and beauty, just for the to maintain that cycle. And if I made that clear,、um, so that's how I feel. And and、um, and I told her, look, like I just. And then she started defending people who find sugar daddies. She said, "Like,、um, I don't understand why this is so different from you working full time." She said that in the end we're trading our time for for money. And at that point, I was just I almost lost it. I was like, "Look, how could you say that、um, the work that I do or anyone else、um, does?" Is the same as what a sugar baby is doing, and I said that the skills that we're requiring are、um, quite different and in nature from, if any, the skills that the sugar babies do have. And often, I think I believe that sugar babies earn just by virtue of being a certain age, really, and that could be the case. And I don't really think. I suppose, right? You could get quite better 
at being a sugar baby um just to earn a little bit more i suppose you could get better at um conversations you could get better at certain skills all right you are you could if you're doing if, if sex is involved i i suppose all of that requires a lot of skills but I just don't think that the nature of such skills is the same as the other work that we do, um, the full-time job that we do. And I was quite upset at that point when I discussed with her. And and then she came up with a whole new argument, I suppose. She was like, look, like you're no different. We're all no different from, from cows who got uh, who get milked um, every day you're just there for eight hours and just to get milked and that's your labor at that point I was about to hang up and I was so upset I was like how could you say that I'm a cow who get who gets milked and that's all I'm really um, in essence that's who I am and and I just and at, at, on the spot I couldn't reply to her and I feel so defeated and I was really upset um, but then I thought about it. I thought this is not exactly right. It's um, because, <laughs> if anything, being milked for money is more like, let's say, donating blood for money. If if you could get money for for that, or donating anything of your body parts for money, right? <laughs> That's more direct. That's like a better, a better. Um, analogy uh, otherwise for other kinds of labor let's say if you're a lawyer or you provide service um, or you're a waitress or a waiter I don't really think you are um, the analogy works and if anything I told her well I was going to tell her but I forgot if anything we're not cows getting milked we are cows that are locked in a small tiny cage that um would uh, electrify you if you don't get milked, if you if you're unmilkable, or if you tries to if you try to escape from the cage, and um, if anything, we are and we're not allowed to socialize, and other cows are even trying to kick your milk out so that they don't have to work as much, and um, and we have to do it eight hours a day and or even more and we get like we have to like every step that we try to do uh walk around in the cage we'll get um uh deduction well we'll get deducted points for any uh attempt to escape or any attempt to move at all in that tiny cage of ours so the situation is a lot more dire than what what whatever she said which is just a cow getting milked what i'm trying to say is that the kind of work we do or at least the kind of work i do um it's not as easy and um the situation the context and the background noise that's controlling uh workers laborers um the invisible ones are actually quite quite bad compared to i don't know maybe a sugar baby Although, no, to be fair, I really don't know what it's like to be a sugar baby. So the point is, I was quite mad about her her remark um, about how we're cows and like in, in essence, we're doing the same thing as being sugar babies. I don't even know what to say. And um, I'm just like, I should have studied a little bit more so that in situations like this, I could have come up with a better um, defense. Um, so anyway, that's when I realized that 
when like when she's semi serious about this thing and how she actually looks down on um people who work and and of course she always says that oh it's because of her stat legal status here that she cannot work if she could work she would but I think you know okay this is just putting words in her mouth but I feel like deep down she really looks down on people who are cows I don't know so yeah so that's when I started thinking about this whole her her perspective on life and I got so intertwined with her views and her words and I haven't even talked about um how much she likes to label the people she hangs out with i mean she likes to to label the people by their nationality they she likes to talk about how this mexican or this american and whoever else like they don't have names all right she never tells me her name their names she just tells me their nationalities and and for her it's a great bonus if they are lgbtq and she would mention that and that's fine it's just that i feel like that's her that's her entire worldview like to her these labels are so important and then if you think about it she only hangs out with people who collect a lot of labels um by labels i mean being an expat in taiwan or being gay or um being mixed that's a big plus for her okay so that's enough all right the point is like I think it's because of the cow comment and the sugar daddy uh, conversation. I started to re-examine how she's been talking about other people and how she's been interacting with others. And and I get a real sense that maybe she is, after all, quite shallow. And that there's no use or no need to argue with her about, about that or to point that out to her. And um, I don't have any evidence. Maybe I'm quite shallow as well. The point is, that's the best, the simplest explanation of how she's talking about things and how she views certain things in the world. Now, coming to the avocado and chicken breast <laughs> topic, which is supposed to be a thing today, which is that, which is that um, we still... Uh, so the other day, we went out and we were just like going through the night markets um together and she says she's hungry and then she and then i said then go buy something to eat we're in a night market after all and then she was like no come on i i only want to have avocados and chicken breast and at that time i cannot help but to roll my eyes i mean honestly she's been here for a long time and she should know better that (laughs) these things like in the night markets you don't get these things and and then and then there's something very delicate but funny that happened it's that she like the second she said avocados and chicken breast she sort of laughed in a way that you know that she knows how ridiculous she sounds and she knows that you cannot get these things at in, in a night market so i pointed out at that out to her i said look like aren't you a little bit ashamed that you're becoming one of the you're trying very hard to become one of the Instagram models and that all, all you have in your mind is how to become prettier or marketable as a potential model or sugar baby or whatever it is. I didn't say the second part. I only said that, look, you're trying so hard to, you're becoming one of the Instagram bimbos. That's pretty much what I said. And then she sort of laughed and then she knew that she was going a little bit too far. And so that was that. That was the end of our 
encounter, the latest one. And then I got, actually, I got quite upset, or rather, I got quite, I thought about the whole thing and her evolution um, for quite some time. Because as I said, um, I don't know her about her views on Jordan Peterson or her views on anything else, but it's just that um, um, I think she's changed, and I feel like it might be because of the influence of the expat people she met here. I don't know. But. It's just that she's uh, honestly become quite shallow, and I'm a little bit worried about her. But I'm, but more more than that, I'm a little bit upset that she truly thinks that, and that she is becoming one of these people, and she actually tries to live that kind of life. Like she's spending all of her money on maintaining her beauty and appearance and all that, and I don't have any right to interfere with that. It's just that. Um, I've never known anyone like this personally, and she's becoming one of the person, uh, one of the people. And she wasn't like this in the beginning. She was, um, she used to be deeply concerned about about the Jordan Peterson thing and about some um, like other issues in life. And and now she's totally sort of disregarded the um, potential issues and she's just concerned about her appearance and she literally said do we have chicken breasts and avocados in a night market so (laughs) I don't even I don't even know it's becoming quite absurd at this point now that I say it out loud it sounds totally funny so um the point of this topic the point of this mentioning all of this is just that um, in the end, of course, she's still alive, she's still living, she's still doing her things, and I haven't caught up with her for a while. Um, but the, the the moral of the story, I don't know, is that um, it's very sad. I think um, um, people don't become one of the Instagram bimbos <laughs> overnight. I think people... People do that through the influence of their friends and and how do they become friends in the first place? Maybe through Instagram or maybe through certain status game that you played and that and people don't want to admit it. And my friend, the one I was talking about, she would say that, look, I'm not friends with them just because they're foreigners, they're expats. It's just because like we get along and um and and yeah, you can tell that she's really selective with her friends. Like all of her friends are, I think, objectively good looking. Uh, even if they are not expat, let's say they're mixed Taiwanese in some some other country, th- these people are objectively speaking pretty. And of course, it's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that there's this pattern. And um, what I'm trying to say is just that the 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 influence is real and that i feel like i'm gonna sound like a like a just like a boring uh snob or (laughs) someone who thinks they're better than everyone else which is not true it's just i'm just trying to be to be truthful about how i feel about my friend doing all of this and her plan to become to find a sugar daddy right and um and um and she's just becoming one of the very few people i know in real life that you can actually see on instagram and um there and i am really against the whole instagram image culture so that's my stance and um now the thing is then i thought about all the 
all the people who voted for the politicians that I don't like, and you realize that a lot of time they they lost or won by a very small margin, which means that sometimes there's almost half of the population liking the things that you don't personally approve of, and um, and yet they do exist. They have the same human rights as you. They might be even smarter than you, and they might they might know that what they're doing and you don't. And and then I thought about all the <laughs> ugly clothes that I find in stores, and the ugly brands that exist, and the ugly streets you see, and the music that you don't understand, and all the things whose aesthetics are just beyond your imagination. And then you realize that look. Honestly, there's just so many people who are who like this stuff. That's why they exist.、Um, there are so many people who voted for these politicians that you don't personally like, and these people breathe. They 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 are flesh. They are there, and、um, they exist, and they have every right to exist as you do. And and you gotta you gotta appreciate that that.、Um, No matter what you like, we still have the same rights and stuff like that. Um, and um, and yet the the aversion to what my friend um is becoming to, or is yeah that that aversion is real. And I do I do have a preference. Um, and I do have a set of values. And I do feel that my values are being violated when she said things like, "Oh, you're just like cows anyway." <laughs> And、um, so all of things, these things are real. That that the people who are on on the so-called the other side, and your feelings about them, and they all do exist. And I don't know how to conclude this. The point is just that.、Um, so that's my personal story. That's my personal evolution with a with a friend. I mean, we're still friends. We still talk. It's just that.、Um, After the avocados and chicken breast night, <laughs> I finally had tried. Like I tried very, very, very hard to really detach myself from her perspective. I try not to get so intertwined with her lives and try not to just keep an open mind. I think, and、um, I'm still trying. I don't know how it will work out. Maybe we won't be friends in in a year or so, or very, very soon. Who knows? But、um, but it's a it's a really I guess a powerful story for for me.、Um, it's just that you see how easily people emulate、um, other people. You see how influ how influencers really are influencers. You see that、um, that the other side does exist, and they're really very much real. Um, so I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm supposed to count the other side as the, the existence of the other side as beauty in itself, because、um, it is the presence of them that makes you realize how your choice is the better one in the end. I don't know, but、um, so that's just a little bit of、um, thinking after the few conversations I had with that friend、um, and. Other than that, there's something else, which is that、um, I don't know if you know, but in Taiwan we still have a quite strict COVID policy, where technically you're still supposed to、uh, wear your mask、um, outdoors unless you're jogging or exercising outdoors. And they want the politician once said, "Look."
walking very fast is still uh, a form of of exercising. So technically, it really means that you don't have to wear a mask because if you're just walking, it counts as exercising. So the point is, um, I personally stop wearing masks outdoors, and yet you see that ninety nine percent of the people on the streets they still wear masks outdoors, and and I just think that's so that's so sad. Like, why is it that they never? Wanted to take take off their mask. I really don't know what it is. I think maybe they're personally scared of getting COVID, or they just didn't really listen to. They didn't get the part where oh, you don't need masks if you are walking. I don't know what it is. And so, um, and then this is really the same thing as the 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 whole thing I've been talking about the whole night, which is that. Look, maybe it's the very fact that these people who are so compliant, um, uh, the fact that these people exist, that I get to do what I like. In other words, maybe okay, there might be a huge overlap between these people who are so compliant with government policies and the people who voted for the politician I didn't like, right? And um, there must be a lot of people who are the same, the same group. And the fact that the people who do the different things from you exist and are doing the different things are, in this case, they is the very reason that you get to do what you, you could do, which is that it's because these people are so compliant, so... Um, so um, law-abiding that you, as a person who's not so law-abiding, gets to survive in this environment. And I hope I've made that clear. In other words, if you are to extrapolate my behavior extended to every citizen in this country, then we probably would have a worse uh, COVID situation than we have right now. Um, So it's good that the people who probably have a different taste in everything else in your life, in in life, it's good that these people do exist because they, due to their different tastes and different value in life, they are the ones who are being compliant. And due to their compliance, it's made the society more or less a safer place. I don't know. The thing is, there is a counter-argument, I suppose, is that whether or not I could um, embrace the alternative, which is that everyone else lived the same as me, more or less, or rather I'm the majority, and that, you know, people are really not compliant with the with the policies and and that, let's say, we're living in a much severe COVID situation, things like that. Maybe um, the question is whether or not uh, that's a better place than the society we have right now. I don't know. If the answer is yes, if the alternative, which is that more people who are like me exist and more people who have the same taste as me exist and we do more or less the same things, would would that world, would that universe be a prefer would be preferable to this one? I don't know. If the answer is yes, then I'll be really sad. If the answer is no, then at least that's one last thing I could try to think of when I'm upset by the existence of the other side or the existence of like a really ugly thing, thinking that, oh no, maybe someone else actually likes that. I don't know. I mean, in the end, I suppose diversity is... is is a good thing but to me and of course to me there are certain values that are just not um that are just not um 
that I cannot accept. There are certain things that I won't do. There are certain t- um, kind of aesthetics that I just won't buy, and yet they do exist. Um, and I think a, lo- a little bit sadly, they do exist because there are people who do appreciate that kind of thing, right? So I don't know if it all makes sense. The point is just that. Well, in the end, I'm still friends with that friend. It's just that on this point, and maybe the, our whole our like perspective on life, um, we're very very different. And maybe I should appreciate the fact that we we're still friends and that we met each other. Um, but yeah, that's just it. It's just that I I found it increasingly difficult to uh, look at some of the ugly things and facts in the world, and knowing that every ugly thing in the world has an advocate um, behind it, and it's still a little bit different difficult to. Um, reconcile with this this fact and uh, I'm not sure what to make of this maybe you're just supposed to live with a bunch of things you don't like and maybe that's being an adult I don't know as I said this would be a, a controversial and serious episode and I'm a little bit tired so what's the what's the um conclusion well the conclusion is just that I finally got this out I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time um I've never done the sex worker research. I'm not going to. Um, so, because it's going to be very depressing, I suppose. Um, the point is, that's that. And um, I guess I'll just have to look at the beautiful things in my life and just like ignore <laughs> the uglier things. Who knows? Okay, I'm getting a little bit tired. So, and I still have to record another two or three episodes in this week. So, that's it. Thank you. Bye bye.